Welcome to today's program. Today we're wrapping up a full week of special programs where we've been giving you an update about the emergency situation in our part of the world. And of course, I'm talking about this big conflict that's been occurring over the last few months and so many displaced people. By the way, I'm here today with Denise and with Paul. Joel's not here because Joel is really involved in making sure we get all this aid to where it needs to be. Joel, thank you for everything that you're doing. And we want to say thank you to every one of you that have already given. Thank you. To help us help others. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are heroes and you have been so generous. We're so thankful because of what you have done. We have been able to provide food and hygiene products and hot meals and clothes to people that are in trouble. And we've helped people all over. Guys, we've helped people in Romania, mm -hmm. in Moldova, in the Czech Republic, in Poland. We've helped people in Latvia. We've helped people in Bulgaria. We've helped people in the East that have run into Russia. We've helped people in Ukraine. We've been able to help people everywhere because you joined hands with us. And we're so thankful for what you've done. And if it's in your heart to continue, please continue to help us. We're providing a box full of meals, 20 meals in a box. One box is $60, $3 a meal. You know what I just read before I came in to film this TV program? I read that people respond to emergency situations primarily in the first 24 hours of a need. 70% of emergency relief is provided in the first 24 hours, and then people forget. Mm -hmm. Well, people may forget, but the need doesn't go away. There are more displaced people right now than when we first came to you about this weeks and weeks ago. Weeks and weeks ago, when we first spoke to you, there were about a million refugees. Now there are five million. Think of that number. And within Ukraine, 15 million displaced people. Well, Ukraine, to begin with, only had 40 million. Five million have left. 15 million are displaced. Many of them don't have homes to go back to. They don't know if they're ever going to be able to get back across the border to where they really want to be. They don't know where their kids are. They don't know where their spouses are. It's really a very tragic event, and we're not choosing sides. The renters don't choose sides. That is not what we're called to do. Now, if somebody feels they're called to make a political position, well, we say amen. We're behind everybody that's doing what they're supposed to do, but we know what we're supposed to do. Our job is to wrap our arms around everybody, Russians, Ukrainians. We wrap our arms around all of them because they all need the word of God. And right now, people are shaken in both of those worlds. And if we choose sides, we lose people that we need to help. And we don't want to lose anybody. And so with your gifts... We're reaching out to people that are shaken in both parts of this world. And we're saying, hey, the love of God is here. The church has not forgotten you. God's people who are in covenant with you want to do what they need to do to help. And because of what you've given, we have provided tons and tons of relief. And if you want to give more, just go online right now or give us a call. We'll walk you through the process of how you can give a box of $60. I realize $60 is a very large gift for some people. Then give $3, give $6, give $9, give in increments of three, 
Every meal is $3. You can do something. We can all do something. And right now we need all hands on deck because the need is so tragic and it is so serious. That's why we call this an update about the emergency situation and we need your help. And when you reach out to us, my friend, let us know how to pray for you. Hey, we're a ministry who prays. When you reach out to us, you're not going to get away from us without us really praying for you. Denise? You know, we've been in this part of the world for over 30 years, and we've ministered to Ukrainians, Russians, all these people for the last 30 years. If you've been a partner with us, you've been a part of that, giving, giving Bibles, giving, giving food, giving everything through the years, helping churches, and you've been a part of that with us. And now I'm just thinking, this is our opportunity, Rick, mm -hmm. to continue. God's opened a door. He, we've been doing this for 30 years, but now he's opened another door. Yes, he has. Another door of opportunity. And Denise, just today, I authorized that our teaching program, our regular TV program, will go on more stations in particularly the conflict zone. Wonderful. Because they need us right now. Wow. They need the Word of God coming into their spaces. Oh, yes. And so we're going to do everything we can to do that. And, of course, we're not just providing food. We bring the Bible to people. We're giving people a Bible. They need the Word of God. We're giving people a book on repentance that I wrote. We're giving them the 91st Psalm because they need to live in the promises of the 91st Psalm where God promises that he'll give his angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways. They need to hear that. They need to embrace those promises. And so we're taking them food. We're bringing them the scripture. And now, Denise, I just signed the deal to go on more TV stations so that we can penetrate every nook and cranny right now where people really are living in very desperate times. Mm -hmm. Paul? We're not just helping people once. We're coming back and we're coming back and we're coming back again. You are helping us start this project. You're helping us continue this project. And right now we want to increase what we're doing. As the situation is changing, we're being very sensitive to everything that's going on right now. We're actually being able to go into the more dangerous areas where the need is greater. Paul, right now we have team members that are there. Yes. Now think about it. We're not just talking about doing something. We have people that are placing their lives in physical jeopardy to get this to people who need help and they need the gospel. And those people that are going into those areas, they're evangelists. There are several areas that we're helping in. Now, some of the areas are more or less safe because they're out of the territory of the Ukraine. But some of the teams that we're helping are actually going into the conflict zones where there's still shooting going on right now, where people are still in basements, people are still in fear for their lives, where no food is being brought in. For some people, this is the food that they get. They, they don't get anything else. This is the food that they get. This is the help that they get. So we want to continue. And we want to increase what we're doing. And Paul, we also just heard that there's about to be a water problem.
because now there's the, the water systems have been affected and people are going to be deprived of water. So we need to get water to people. The humanitarian crisis, meaning no food, no water, is right now increasing. You know, prices are just escalating. In fact, I just heard on the news also today before I came in to film this program, they are projecting that in Europe, a loaf of bread by the end of the year will be $12 a loaf because of the deprivation of wheat. Most of wheat for Europe comes from Russia and from Ukraine. Well, because of this event and because of sanctions, there's no wheat going west. And Denise looked at me and said, hmm, kind of sounds like the Bible. A, lo a piece of bread will buy a bag of gold. Think about that. $12 for one loaf of bread. Think how that will affect so many industries. Pizza is made of wheat. Pita bread made of wheat. Think of all the things that have wheat in it. Wow, it's just going to drive the prices up. And prices are also going up, as I've told you, on building products, building materials. And we are in the middle of a building project. In fact, when this whole thing started, I said, Lord, what are we supposed to do? Should I put everything on pause? And you know, what I heard the Lord say, continue. I knew all this was going to happen when I told you to start the project. Have I told you to pause? I said, no. He said, then continue. And we're going to continue. My friends, we're going to stay at our post when times are good and when times are bad. I'm amazed by people who say, well, are the renters going to run? What are the renters going to do? The renters don't run. <laughs> My friends, we have lived in a very up and down part of the world for 30 years. If you haven't read our autobiography called Unlikely, please go online and get it. It is truly an amazing story, what we have lived through. And we're anointed for this. We're anointed for this. And in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, Paul said, preach the word. And then he added, be instant, in season, and out of season. And those words, be instant, are a military term which spoke to soldiers and it meant, hey, soldiers, stay at your post. You don't just stay there in good times. You stay at your post. And that's why he added in season and out of season. In season in Greek is akairos. It literally means you stay at your post when times are good. Out of season means when times are bad. You don't stay at your post just when it's fun. It's your assignment. It's your post. This is our post. And we as a family and as a ministry are very serious about what we do. And that's why you haven't seen us flinch. You haven't seen us budge. And you haven't seen us lose our peace. We're where God has called us. And we've embraced the grace of God for our place. And I want to tell you that God has a grace for you in your place. You can't run every time something gets tough. If you do that, the devil will have you running all the time. When you get to a new place, he'll have you run from there. When you run from there to another place, he'll have you running again. You've got to find out where you're supposed to be and stay there. That's where God's grace is available for you. And we are where we're supposed to be. And we're continuing. And right now we have these two huge needs in our ministry. And you know, it has never been the style of our ministry to say we have needs. But right now we have two needs. And we're appealing to you, first of all, for people that have been displaced 
because Proverbs 31, 9 says, plead the cause of those that are suffering. That is what we're doing. And we're not just pleading the cause to you. We're speaking to ourselves. We're taking action. We're even sending our team into highly volatile regions to do what we're talking about. And if you can be a part of providing relief for people that have been displaced, would you please join us? Would you please join us? If you've already joined us, thank you. Would you consider giving again? This need continues. Let's not be among those who respond just in the first 24 hours and then get distracted and forget. Let's continue. That's mm-hmm. the word that I hear the Lord saying. Continue. Continue to help. Continue to build. Continue your ministry. Don't let anything you're doing be interrupted. You need to continue. Partners help us to continue. So if you want to give a gift to help people that have been displaced, or if you'd like to give us a gift right now to help us finish our studio, we need to continue. Just go online or give us a call. We'll walk you through the steps about how you can become a partner or a part of the giving team with our ministry. And we want to really pray for you too. Paul? Just the other day, we were sitting here in the studio talking to you. And Dad, you spoke about Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, where Paul says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me. And you spoke about that kind of in a new light. Because usually people connect it to chapter, uh, verse 12, where he says, I know both how to be a base and I know both how to abound. And so it kind of sounds like Paul saying, I know how to be poor. I know how to be rich and I can do both to the glory of God. But that's not what he's saying. That's not what he meant. He's saying, regardless of whether I'm rich or poor, I can do all things. That is a great message. He was saying, I'm going to do what God has called me to do, regardless of whether I have provision to do it or not. But when you have provision, it helps. It helps. It helps. And you can be a part of what we're doing here, meaning you can help us. You can help support what we're doing here because when we do things together, uh, it, it gets better. It's better to be together. And we're partnering with Jesus because he's the one that's actually touching people's lives. This morning, as I was praying, my mind came to Acts chapter 20. So let's go there. In Acts chapter 20, the Apostle Paul is saying farewell to the elders of Ephesus. And he's talking about the three years that he has spent with them. And when you go down to verse 35, he says, I have shown you all things, how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Wow. And according to this verse, we are to support the weak. And the word weak here would describe anyone that's in a hard place or anyone that is struggling. And then when you go to Hebrews chapter 13, another verse that was on my mind this morning. So I want to share it with you. By the way, I hope that you read your Bible every morning. When I read my Bible, that's when the Holy Spirit speaks to my heart. But in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16, we are commanded, but to do good and to communicate, forget not. The word communicate means to give. The words do good and communicate are connected. Giving is doing good, but to do good, And to give, forget not. Don't forget to do it. And then he adds, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. 
And Denise, those words, well-pleased, are the very same Greek words that was used when Jesus was being baptized in the River Jordan. Mm. And suddenly everyone heard a voice and they heard God say, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Well, keep that in mind because this verse says when we do good and communicate or when we do good and we give with such sacrifices, sacrifices, God is well pleased, which means when I give and when you give, when you give and when Paul gives, God says, wow, that is my beloved child in whom I am well pleased. God is a giver. For God so loved the world that he gave. gave. You see, mercy, love, doesn't just speak words. It has actions. That's why Jude, verse 22 says, And if some have compassion, making a difference. Compassion moves you to action. And when you're moved to give, and you give sacrificially, Hebrews 13, 16 says, With such sacrifices and by the way sometimes it's really a sacrifice to give it's a sacrifice when you just have a little and you decide to give part of it that's a big sacrifice and it may look like little to you but God knows what it has cost you to give it and when you do it God is well pleased he says now that is my child and with that believer I am well pleased with such sacrifices God is well pleased Please, that is so encouraging to me to give and give and give again. Paul? Recently, I was speaking to my children because they just started to receive a salary, and I asked them, have you tithed? Now, they were a little shocked by my question because, of course, we've talked about tithing and giving ever since they were little, but here's the point. Often, when we grow up in Christian families or Christian communities, we see that there are givers. There are people that give, and we seem to get, delegate that responsibility to the people that are givers, the people that are generous. And, and they do the giving for me, they do the giving for you, they do the giving for a bunch of people. They're good at that. They are the givers. They're the generous ones. And for some reason, we think that it's easier for them to give, or they have more money, or they're just the ones that we delegate that responsibility to. And often, it's people that are a little bit older. But it's our responsibility now, and right now I am today 39 years old, is our responsibility to take on that giving responsibility and continue. So the giving thing is not just for the people that are givers. It's for everyone, and you have to take it on personally. Now, perhaps you haven't been giving your tithe, or perhaps you've never given to a special project. It's time to do it. Or perhaps your children haven't tithed. Your children, perhaps, haven't given to a special project. It's time to talk to them about getting involved, because how else are you going to pass on this gift of giving? Right. How else are you going to pass it on? You can't just continually delegate this idea of giving or investing else. into the kingdom of God to someone else. At some point, you have to take responsibility for it yourself. Well, we saw in Galatians chapter 6, verse 4, that the Apostle Paul says every man should bear his own burden. Mm -hmm. And that word burden is the Greek word for tizo. It describes the backpack that every Roman soldier was expected to carry for himself. It was his, mm -hmm. and he couldn't ask somebody else to carry his load because that was his part. He had to carry his own part. 
And the Apostle Paul was actually teaching that each of us have a God-given part in meeting needs. That chapter really is about giving. Mm -hmm. And God has given to every one of us our part in giving, our part in meeting needs. Wow, it's so wonderful that we can do our part. Denise? Well, Rick, I know we're talking about giving financially, but I was thinking about giving your time. And it takes time to pray. And we are seeing miracles happen. And I just have to give that testimony because God's power is coming where people are desperate, where people are praying and our prayers can be a part of their miracles. There was a mother, she was in the Ukraine and she was trying to get out of her situation. And she had a little boy and he's three years old. And she, you know how mothers get, we hurry in and hurry and get in, get in the car, get in the car get the things in the car and she accidentally got her son's hand in closing the the door of the car and it broke all the fingers of that little boy's hand wow well you can imagine as a mother what she felt thought and no doctor, no help. What's going to happen to my little boy? Well, this mother, she took her hands. Paul, give me your hand. And she put her hands around that little boy's hands. And she prayed. And she took her hands away from his hands. And God had healed every single finger. Wow. Now, that's the supernatural power of God. And as we pray, we can be part of those miracles that are happening. Yes, there. we can. And, and I've been believing for God to multiply food. Of course, we believe for people to, to get out of harm's way and to get to safety. But your prayers, now you're giving. It's so powerful, wonderful. And thank you so much because you're so very, very generous but your prayers we join hands with God we become workers with God yes when we pray and I believe there's more miracles going on that we just haven't heard about but if you want to be a part of this special project right now to give a box of relief just go online or give us a call Every box is $60, $3 a meal. If you can't provide an entire box, then you can give it increments of three. You can choose how many meals you want to provide. Just multiply by three, and you can provide the number of meals that you can afford to provide, or you can do something sacrificial. We know that you're the Lord's sheep, and the Bible says that his sheep hear his voice, and you will hear what he wants you to do. But Denise, you're talking about miracles. I want to talk about something just for a moment. Because sometimes I hear people in the Western world say, why do we see more miracles like in India? And why do they see more miracles in Africa? Well, let's think about that. What's happening in India and in Africa? That is frontline territory where the gospel is just breaking into new regions. Well, Jesus promised that when you go with the gospel, that's where the power of God shows up. So let's go here. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, we have the Great Commission. 
And in this verse, Jesus says, go ye therefore and teach all nations. And since today we've been using the word continue, do you know what the Greek actually says here? Go and keep going. Mm. Which means this is not go once on a mission trip or do something once in your life. This is go and keep going. Be committed to going with the gospel. It can mean you go or give something to help somebody else go. We can all be involved in the going with the gospel. And this verse says, go ye therefore go and keep on going and teach all nations. That's what we do in our ministry, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Verse 20, teaching them. That's what we do in our ministry, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And then listen to this. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. The Greek says to the end of the ages. But when he says lo, the word lo is the Greek word you do. It means, wow, it is amazing. It's like Jesus interjected into the statement his own feelings about what he was about to say. It's a conditional promise. If you go, if you teach, if you do what I just told you to do, wow, will I ever be with you? even to the end of the age. And it is a promise. And here's the promise. The low belongs to those who go. (laughs) The low belongs to those who go. And if you go, or if you help others go, Jesus says, low, wow, will my power and my presence ever show up in your life? And that's why we see miracles happening in Africa and India and the farthest reaches of the world is because that's where people are going with the gospel and that's where the power shows up. But Jesus says, if you go and go, that would involve helping others to go, then the low belongs to you. And I want to tell you, friend, that when you do something financially, sacrificially to help others take the gospel or to meet needs, Jesus promises the low to those who go, and that means you. When you write a check, when you go online, when you give us a call and you say, hey, I want to be a part of that project, or I want to help you finish your studio, so the teaching of the Bible, which we're commanded to do here in the Great Commission, can continue with no interruption. You say, I want to be a part of the going in this project. Jesus says, low, low, wow, because of what you have done, am I ever going to show up? And the truth is, those who go or those who help others to go with relief or to preach the Bible, to do the work of the gospel, Jesus promises his divine power will show up in your life. So if you want God's power to really show up, And show off in your life, write a check or make a contribution for the work of the gospel because it brings the low right into your life. Isn't that powerful, Paul? It's wonderful. Thank you so much for being a part of what we're doing. Father God, I ask you to bless everyone who has given, everyone who has prayed, everyone who has helped us do what we're doing here today. Thank you so much for them. And Lord, we proclaim your blessings in their lives, answers to their prayers. Yes, yes, yes. And Lord, I ask you to take care of those people right now who they're concerned 
concerned about. Perhaps you have friends in the Ukraine. Perhaps you have friends who have been displaced. Perhaps you have family members right now who need salvation. Lord, we pray for them in the name of Jesus and ask you to work in their lives. Do, Lord, what we cannot do. We are doing what we can do, and we're trusting you to do what we can't do in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for every member of our partner families. We thank you, Father, that you're going to meet their needs and your power is going to show up in their life. Speak it to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I just also want to remind you one more time that we're not just giving food. We're sending the Bible. We're sending a book about how to get saved. Think of the people that are getting saved right now. Our evangelists are there. Right now, delivering all this aid and preaching the gospel and laying hands on people and the power of God showing up. And they're also giving the 91st Psalm so people will know they can abide in the special promises of God in the 91st Psalm. Doesn't that Psalm mean something to you? Let's get it to these people who really need it. But this has been great this week, Denise, being with you and Paul and being with you. But when we come back next week, we'll return to our regular program. Thank you for letting us give you this update about this emergency situation. Thank you for watching this broadcast. For more information on product resources or to learn how you can partner with this ministry, please connect with us at runner.org. Also, please be sure to visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.